Piano Jazz is made possible by the Friends of Piano Jazz, NPR member stations, and NPR. Today on Piano Jazz, Marianne McPartland's guest is Jess Stacy, who came out of retirement to appear on this show in 1982. One of the leading pianists of the swing era, Stacy was best known for his work with the Benny Goodman Orchestra and had a prolific career before stepping back from the music world in the 1950s. Stacy began the show with a solo performance of Dancing Fool. You're making a face. Was Was that all right? That was just fine. You know, I'm just sitting here listening to you and thinking all the years I've listened to you and and listening to you in England and never ever dreaming that I would meet you, much less be doing a radio show and have you as my guest. You know, it's a big thrill. And all these, look (laughs) at the time that has passed, isn't it? I know, I never think about that. But where I first heard you on records in England was, of course, with... Benny Goodman, but I can't seem to get it straight in my mind. Were you there with Benny before Teddy came along? Well, no, what happened there was that Teddy made the trio records yeah. in, in New York first. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, before I ever before they ever heard of me or oh, anything. Uh-huh. And Frank Proba was playing in Benny's band. Frankie Proba. Uh-huh. And Frankie quit. Uh-huh. And uh, I got a call from Benny Goodman. To join him, you know. Yeah. And so that was a big break for me because I was playing all those saloons around Chicago for the gangsters, you know. Of course, they let us play what we wanted to. That was one good thing. We made no money. But after all, uh, we had a good time, and we I guess we developed whatever style we had, you know. Well, obviously you did. And uh, it was fun. Of course, you know, back in those days, the, the big bands were like Wayne King, you know, and then your Guy Lombardos, mm-hmm. your Ace Brigodes, Art Castles. Well, corn always reigned supreme. And just look how close Chicago w- was to Iowa, where the tall corn grows. I mean, <laughs> and uh, so it, that was it. You know, an entertaining band put on funny hats and stuff like that. But when we worked for the gangsters, they didn't pay us much, of course, but they let us play. It, I think they liked the way we played. Our little swing, you know, and they could get up and dance to it. Well, which which group did you work for? Were you working uh, out in the area of where Al Capone was? Or, or I, I, well, see, when you worked on the south side, you worked for Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the west side, it was Mickey Rafferty. Mm-hmm. And on the uh, north side, it was... Uh, Oh, and now I've Bugs got Bugs Moran. A Bugs Moran, you're right. You don't know, know more about Chicago than I do. Well, you know, we we uh, jazz enthusiasts. You know, I was oh, I've always been like a sort of a, a jazz buff, even mm-hmm. though I play. I'm somebody that's kept up uh-huh. on these things or tried to. So I worked for all at at one time. Machine Gun McGurn was my boss. 
Machine and, and of course, you know who he was. Yeah. He was the one that instigated the uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Well, when you were playing in these places and you knew that the, that the gangsters owned the club, did you ever have any moments of, of fear or trepidation or anything? That somebody... No, you know, it was glamorous to me to see these guys. You really? know, they dressed well. They were good-looking guys, you know. Uh, uh, Bergeron looked like a college graduate, you know. And they wore the most expensive clothes and all, and uh, it uh, it was just it was well, it was glamorous. Well, did to he, see them? Did know? they ever come up with money to play tunes? Did they? Oh ever, yes. Uh-huh. What did, what kind of tunes did they like? Well, any of the Chicago, any of the tunes of the poppy tunes of the day, you know, Sweet Sue, or you know that type. Do you still play any of those things? <laughs> you know, since I've retired. I, I don't sit home and play tunes, you know. I work on uh, on scales and things to keep arthritis from creeping up, you know. And uh, but I should. Right now, I'm kind of getting inspired doing this work with you. Well, I let's might do go a tune. Home, I might go home and start all over and start and just play from night to day. I wish and, you would. You know, tunes. <laughs> Why not? How about another solo number from you, Jess? Okay. What's it going to be? It's uh, Lover Man. Beautiful. love that, Jess. You know, in case people wonder who we are, I guess I should tell the people just tuning in, if they are, that I'm Mary McPartland, and you're my guest, Jess Stacy. and it sure is a kick hearing you play and hearing this, what I call lovely two-handed piano, and that lover man, he was a swinger. How did you ever get those ideas when you were a kid? How did you start playing? Well, you know, um, when I was playing on the riverboats, uh, we hit Davenport, Iowa, and who would come on the boat but Bix Beiderbeck? Oh, really? I'd love to have met that. Well, man. I'd known about Bix Beiderbeck <clears throat> from the Wolverines, you know. Mm-hmm. 
when he made Riverboat Shuffle and all those tunes, which were just supreme, you know. And uh, he came on the boat and he played. He played the piano. And he played harmony like you know in a mist, you mm-hmm. know, that type. Then mm-hmm. he filled in things. He played clarinet marmalade with that type harmony, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I'd, back in my head, I'd known that that was possible, but I didn't know how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I heard him do it, it just and it bowled me over, you know. You know, just trying to recapture that scene. Of course, I've never seen a, a, a riverboat actually in action. I mean, you know, you've seen them. Uh, I've seen them somewhere like in St. Louis. You know, one that is just sitting somewhere like for show. But when mm. the when the riverboat was actually going, it must have been so exciting with all those people on board. And We had a good band on there called Tony Catalano's Iowans from a Davenport outfit, an uh, Iowa outfit. And it was a good, and on that, the Streckless line, you had to play the Dixieland tunes and dance music. You couldn't get, they didn't want any kind of funny hats or anything like that. You played all the tunes like Skeleton Jangle, you know, Clarinet Marmalade. You know all those Dixieland tunes. Oh, I love those tunes, Mm -hmm. like Eccentric and, of course, Riverboat Shuffle. We played them all, and... uh, uh, People love to dance. Well, now tell me about the calliope. Well, the calliope was part of the piano player's job. When he, he, I got $5 a week extra for doing it. And actually, I would have given half of my salary if I'd let it, if I didn't have to do it. Because it, it was less than two octaves. The keys were made of copper and they got hot. I had to tape my fingers and... I had to wear a rain coat and a rain hat because the cinders from the smokestack came all down all over you, you know. Oh, and, my uh, goodness. The, the, the thing carried a 150-pound steam pressure, and the idea of the thing was to play it as you're coming into a town to let the, the people know the boat was there. And then before the boat pulled out on the moonlight excursion, we... Uh, I had to go up and play a little concert on that thing, you know, My which drove me to no end. <laughs> and uh, it, it it was, I'll just give you just a couple of bars of how it, how it would sound. Okay. Because the whistles would blow. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild because it doesn't have a root. It, it, you had to play the third, didn't you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like it and didn't have it didn't have the root the, uh-huh. the root note. And and you tried to keep off of the black notes, but they were copper. They had to, because if you got your finger caught down in between there, it's pretty hot and it's awful hard to get it back up out. Oh my goodness. Who would think that musicians would have to do such things? I never knew anything about that. That's uh-huh. fascinating. Uh-huh. Well, you must have been just a kid at the time. Yes, I was a kid. But did you? <laughs> I was 18 years old. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. But did you study piano or did you just pick it up? Well, uh, I, in this little small town where I lived, uh, my mother paid a half a dollar a lesson. 
and the woman was more anxious to get me out than anything else. So I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd play, and she said, would you like to have a piece of pie? And this was good. Sure, I'll have a piece of pie. Well, goodbye. You know? And uh, so I, I, I was playing by ear first, but then she tried to teach me to read, and I lost everything. I lost ear and everything else, and I was disgusted with everything, you know. But later on, I, I studied, not diligently, you know, like I should. I never did figure I had the technique enough to play Bach and all that. But uh, I liked it. And uh, when I joined the band, well, you had to, you know, read chord symbols and stuff like that. More or less, I think I'm more or less self-taught, you know. Uh, well, what was it? I you wish meant? I had a, had a good teacher, you know. But unfortunately, I never did. I don't know. I think sometimes jazz players, or like yourself, you know, you learn by doing. Obviously, if you were 18 and you were playing on the riverboats and hearing Bix and people like that, you, you just learned by by doing and by experimenting, by trial and error, didn't you? Yeah. Like you'd start, did you start playing some of those things that Bix played? I mean, I always loved these things. Like. Yeah. Just think of that harmony. Way back in those days, he knew all that, you know. Incredible, isn't it? Uh, a terrific, uh, this guy, he had perfect pitch, just like you. And uh, he uh, he knew what he was doing. Oh, sure. Piano, you know? Of course he did. Well, let's play another tune, Jess. Oh, let's see. What did we talk about before? Let's um, do an up-to-date, uh, an up-to-date Jess Stacy, Marion McPartland version of a tune which I like very much, but I don't know who wrote it. I would do... Most anything for you. Yeah, I don't know. Just stay safe. I don't know who wrote Let's it. do that, huh? Yes. You to hear the full piano jazz broadcast, tune in next week to your NPR station or stream the program online at pianojazz.npr.org. Piano Jazz is a production of South Carolina Public Radio.